the Lord God has given me the tongue of the land that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear the learn. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Amen. If you're sick, you're going to be well. Amen. I'd like to start with uh, Scripture. And please listen closely. I may go fast, I may go slow. I don't know what's going on. But this is very important. Um, John chapter 10. John chapter 10. uh, Verse 17. It says, Therefore, my Father loves me. Therefore, my Father loves me. Because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me. I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down And I have the power to take it again. That's Pastor Babalola. That's incredible. (laughs) I'm sorry, I got distracted. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, wow, okay. Don't go anywhere, we'll see each other afterwards. I have the power to take it up again. This commandment I have received from my father. God's commandment is his power to lay his life down and to take his life back again. This commandment I have received from my father. When God tells you something, even if it's a command, the power behind that command is already in you. This command I have received from my father. The command from his father was the power he said God has given to him to lay down his life and to take it back again. No one can take it from me. I have that power to lay it down and I have the power to take it up again. Because the father gave it to me and I received it. This commandment or command I have received from my father. Now, in Matthew chapter 10, beginning from verse 7, it says, As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is near you, right where you're sitting. God's talking to me. God's talking to you as you go preach. The kingdom of God is at hand. Heal the sick. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. I just had a testimony this morning. Somebody with psoriasis was prayed for last Sunday. And that's you, yes. The psoriasis is gone. God still heals. Cleanse this, this skin disease. 
God's still able to do that today. That's the skin disease in less than a week. It's gone just by prayer. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Freely you have received. Just like this, Jesus received the power to lay his life down and to take it up. When Jesus is commanding me, I get it. Hello. Nothing to boast about. He gave. Freely you have received, freely give. Yeah, I believe he gave. His word says he gave. I received it. I've received it. So because I've received it, I'll give it out freely. Amen. And you can be healed. We pray for you this morning. You will be healed. You know, Jesus, he announced himself to be our doctor. To be your doctor, my doctor. Jesus announced, the Bible, God in the Old Testament announced himself that way. Now, Acts chapter 10, verse 34. We don't need to go there, I'll quote it. But Peter says, I perceive that God is a respecter. He's not a respecter of person. If anyone wants to do his will, God will accept them. Don't matter where they come from, don't matter where they have been, if they want to do what God wants, God's going to accept them. You are accepted. If this morning you haven't been walking with God and you feel, I want to walk with God, I want to know God, I want to be close to God, God says, I'll accept you. God is not a respecter of persons. As long as you meet His requirements, you are accepted by Him. Paul, uh, Peter said, I have, I now, I have been walking with Jesus for a while, but now, because of what I can see in my, right before me, I now know, and I recognize, God is not a respecter of persons. So I say to you, if God will heal one, He'll heal everyone. If God will heal one, He'll heal everyone. Now, Tia Losborn says this. It says, Once people are fully convinced that God wants them well, if you are fully convinced that God wants you well, according to the Scriptures, and that God, that is not the will of God for you to be sick. He said this. They will almost always, almost always receive their healing when prayed for, if not before. End of quote. They almost always will receive their healing when prayed for. If not before. I've been in so many meetings preaching, don't just talking. Preaching, telling stories, some of the things we'll be sharing about. And people get healed. Heart disease. I remember in Georgia, there was a woman that came in with a heart disease. And she, was, she, she, she got healed while she was listening to me preach. 
Because the doctor is around. Jesus, Dr. Jesus, he knew I was going to be talking, bragging on him, that he was going to heal people. And he showed up. And while I was speaking, he said, I can't wait for you, son. I'll just start doing my job. She came and she was apologizing to me. She said, no, uh, brother, good luck. Uh, I'm sorry you didn't have to lay hands on me uh, because God healed me while you were speaking. I said, lady, it's good. I didn't have to lay hands on you. I'm saying, in the name of Jesus and hope. No, he did it before I got there. And he's doing that right now while I'm speaking to you. He's doing that right now while I'm speaking to you. God announced himself to be your doctor. He did that in the Old Testament. In Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, he says, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, whose God, say it with me, my God, whose God, say it again, whose God, yes. if you diligently hearken or heed the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right. Give ear to his commandments. And keep his statutes. God says, I will not put any of these, none of these diseases. Or I will not allow any of these diseases that I've allowed on the Egyptians. Why? Because I am the Lord who heals you. Why? God is announcing himself to be your doctor. From now on, Dr. Jesus, he has his office where you can get healed. He doesn't need to draw your blood and wait two days to find out whether you're sick or not. He doesn't need a scan. No kind of scan. He looks at you and he knows what's wrong. He says, I think that organ is not working right. You need a new one. And you come in. You go in for a physical and you come out feeling better than you went in. Amen. 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 God's going to do that today. You are going to be healed. He'll give you a brand new heart. He'll give you a brand new liver no matter what you need. He's going to do that for you. Why? Because he's your doctor. He's waiting for you at the office. Before you show up, he already knows what is happening to you and what's troubling you. You don't have to tell him where you're hurting. He'll tell you where you're hurting. And bring his healing to you. That's the God that we serve. And guess what? He's here with us this morning. Jesus is here with us this morning. He heals. Now, in Exodus chapter 23, uh, beginning from verse 25, God himself also says this to us. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and water. He will bless your bread and your water. In other words, whatever concerns your life, God blesses. Whatever will make you feel good in life, God wants to bless. He will bless your bread and your water. He says, he will take sickness away from the midst of you. God will take sickness away from the midst of you. There shall none be, there shall none, no one in the house of God will suffer miscarriage. No one will suffer miscarriage or be barren. 
So if you need a baby, you have one. Amen. If you need a baby, you have one. And that depends on the kind of baby you want. When I found this scripture, I told myself, and give me some room this morning, please, and be patient with me. When I found these scriptures years ago, before I started ministry to 2000, I figured, I started looking through scriptures. You know, scriptures don't lie. They are connected. Because God told His people, the number of your days I will fulfill. God told His people very clearly, no barrenness among us. If you are God's people, no, that's not allowed. If you want a baby, you get a baby. And if you get pregnant, forget about miscarriage. My people perish for lack of knowledge. They don't accept the word. But God says to forget. Benina said, that can't be right. Sarah was barren. Hello? Hannah was barren. What about Elizabeth? Elizabeth, remember? What about all of that? These were godly women. How come? And I got in my spirit. He says, you see, whenever I permit Satan to come in, when I eventually show up, the baby that comes out of that womb will make Satan pay a price for it. Amen. And I discovered it's always a boy. Hello? It's always a boy. When they can have a baby, when finally God intervenes, guess what? It's a boy. It was Samuel. Amen. He was Samson. You remember that? Samson's mother. Yeah, it was Samson. So, when after I discovered that, whenever I, I needed to practice. So, whenever I saw somebody, a woman that couldn't get, say, so how long have you been a believer? He said, I've been a believer so long, and you couldn't have a baby. Okay, let's order the boy now. He's going to be a boy. Amen. Pastor Andy told me to pray for Christy, uh, Christy Moore here. And I told Pastor Andy, we're going to have a boy, right? Remember that? <laughs> That's why we got a boy. I've seen them several times. And that boy is sitting right there. He's taller than I am now. But we pray together, Pastor Andy and I, the family. We ordered our boy. Amen. So if you're barren, you're going to have a baby. Get ready. He's going to be a godly child. He's going to make Satan or she, if that's what you want to go. <laughs> when Angela was having a little trouble, I'm having fun this morning, I'm sorry. <laughs> when Angela was having a little problem before, uh, uh, after we got married, I, I knew, hey, this is an opportunity to get my first son. <laughs> Amen. So God has announced that. You know, God announced this to three million people in the Old Testament. Three million people. And guess what? They believed it. They had seen enough miracles to believe that God said it. That's exactly the way it's going to be. They saw the Red Sea split. They saw what God did in Egypt. They could actually look up and see the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire at night. So they knew. 
And so they believed it. What was the result? Psalm 107. Psalm 105, sorry, verse 37. The Bible tells us, He also brought them out with silver and gold. May God bring you out from your sick place with silver and gold. Amen. Can I hear an amen? You guys are too quiet this morning. May God take you out of wherever you've been that you've been hurting and been kept in prison. When God brings you out, I don't think that scripture was written there because God just wanted to say something. No, God will bring you out with silver and gold. And there was none feeble among his tribes. Notice, not among their tribes, nah? among his tribes. You are a family member of the house of God. You, if, I, if I were to write that scripture, I would say there was none feeble among their tribes. No, he's God's tribe. We are his people. He gave us this word. They believed it. Three million people. And there was not one weak person. We're not talking about sick. There was not even a sick person in the whole camp. Three million. If that happens in Houston, the doctors will be accusing Jesus of practicing medicine without a license. Because they will be out of job. They will have to move to Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Business is not good in Houston anymore. There is this Dr. Jesus that's in Houston. He spoiled our business. He heals them in multitudes. Now we can't take him. We're moving. We're going to sue him. Hello? We can't sue him. There's no way you can. There's no evidence. And so what, he doesn't give them anything. How are you going to sue him? Well, let's move to Las Vegas or Hollywood. We can practice over there. Hopefully he won't come over this way. Amen. The life of Jesus was an expression of God's will. His life was the expression of God, God's will. Everything Jesus did was an expression of God's will. Jesus actually said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and the Father were one. And in John chapter 6, verse 38, Jesus made it very clear. He said, For I can, for I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, not to do my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. How did he do the will of the Father? Read the scriptures. Everything you see Jesus do, that's what God wanted. I'm going to read in, in, in uh, Matthew chapter 4, this scripture here, verse 7. Verse 23, sorry. And Jesus went about all Galilee. Say it with me, all Galilee. That's different towns. He went about all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Guess what? See, when you preach, you heal, 
Right? They go hand in hand. Hello? They go hand in hand. That's the way God has ordained it. That's the way it should be preached. They go hand in hand. He went about all Galilee. That's not just Nazareth. That's not Capernaum. All over. He was going around. Teaching in the synagogues. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And healing how many? All kinds of sickness. And all kinds of disease among the people. He healed all kinds. It didn't matter what kind they got. He will heal your kind as well. It doesn't matter what kind. That was the will of God. That all kinds of diseases, all kinds of sickness among the people should be healed. That's God's will. Matthew 12 verse 15, he says, And when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from there, and great multitudes followed him. And what? He healed them all. You know, sometimes people used to wonder, and as T.L. Osborne said, once you are fully convinced that God wants you well, you will almost always get your healing or receive your healing when prayed for, and most of it sometimes even before you are prayed for. Because it's God's will for everyone to be well. He healed them all. Why did he heal them all? Because it's God's will for all of his children to be healed. God made a provision for your healing before you were born. Revelation 13 verse 8 tells us he was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. The blood was already in existence before the earth was created. The blood of Jesus. Your healing was already purchased before the earth was created. And it doesn't matter what you have. Jesus can give you brand new organs. He'll do that this morning. In the name of Jesus, Jesus can give you brand new organs. He's your doctor. He looks through, doesn't need the scan. He looks and he says, that organ is diseased. I want to change. And guess what? Once he speaks it, let there be. That's what it is. He's the same Jesus. Don't allow what he won't allow in your life. He gave you command to be well. Amen? And because you received the command, you're well. It's an amazing thing to hear those words from Jesus when he sees them. And we want to think, well, because he was the son of God, that's why he could say that, no, he lived on our earth as a man. That's why he called himself more often than the son of God, the son of man, than the Son of God. Read the scriptures. Many times he will say, the Son of Man, the Son of Man, the Son of Man, Son of Man. Well, the Son of Man in the Jewish language means, I'm a man. Jews, when you say Son of Man, they know you're, son of, you're a man. And when Jesus uses the term, the Son of God, they get mad. You're saying you're God. That's what they said. That's the way they understood it. 
That's why they would stone, stone him because he said, I'm the son of God. They said, oh no, you are making yourself equal with God. So when Jesus says, son of man, he's saying, I'm a man. That's just the truth. God wants you well. That's his will. He made provision for you to be healed. And God's going to heal you this morning. God's going to heal you this morning. You know, in Isaiah 53, beginning from verse 4, it says, He has, not going to, He has borne our grief. That word grief, literally in the Jewish language, the Hebrew language, means sickness. Jesus bore your sickness. If he had to bear it, then you shouldn't be bearing the same sickness. It was your sickness that he bore on himself. If you have to bear it, then it was useless for him to bear the same sickness for you. This is substitution. He took your place. He took the sickness that was supposed to afflict your life before you were born so that you never have to go through it. My people perish for lack of knowledge because we don't know. Satan says, did God say? You know that word? Did God say? And we say, well, I don't think God. You believe a lie. Instead of accepting what God says. Why? Because we see, if that's true, look at the rest of the world. And look at your other Christian brothers. We stay with the word of God. Surely, no doubt, he has borne your grief, sickness. If you read the a literal translation of the scripture, Hebrew scripture, that's what you will read. He has borne our sickness. And that's the way Peter, I mean, Paul, uh, Matthew when he read his Bible, Matthew, when he read his Bible, that's exactly what he read. Sickness. And carried our sorrows. Sorrows, that's pain. It was, we, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Hold on to the word wounded. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. When you have mental torment, that's not peace. Depression is not peace. Anxiety, that's not peace. Jesus took the punishment because of sin. Because sin opened the door for Satan to come into our lives to destroy the one who was created in the image of God. And God says, no, I made provision from that, for that from the foundation of the world. No to that. I made the provision for that. That you can be free. And if the Son makes you free, you are free indeed. And the Son has already done that. He's done everything on the cross for us. So you can be free from that mental torture. You can be free from anxiety. You can be free from depression. It doesn't matter what. If God can heal skin disease in a moment, God can take that anxiety off your life. God can give you a brand new brain. 
Dr. Jesus can do that for you. You don't have to accept it. We are all children of God. We all have the same righteousness. No one is more righteous than another. We all have the same righteousness of Christ. And that's good enough for God. And God loves the righteous. God blesses the righteous. And my people perish for lack of knowledge. They don't know what belongs to them. And so they've allowed it. I tell myself, it's not that I don't believe in medi- uh, uh, medicine. Whatever it takes, I'm going to be well. Amen. Whatever it takes, I'm going to be well. I'll stay well. I want to see my grandkids. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. So we can have peace. You can sleep at night. You don't have to have insomnia. You can sleep at night because Jesus made the provision. Peace in your finances. I mean, you know, when your finances is in trouble, you can't sleep very well. Especially when you keep having mails coming to you and you open them. In those days, I used to just put the mail because I knew what was in there. Don't want to see it. But God can heal that too. He can bring you out with silver and gold. You say, how is he going to do it? He is God. Okay? He is God. What's the matter with you? We're not talking about your friend. We're talking about God. Let's not find out how he's going to do it. Just accept it. You want to ask him how he created the universe? Do you have time? You have time for him to explain to you how he did this? Matthew chapter 8. Just the way Matthew saw what was written in Isaiah. He says in chapter 8 verse 16... It says, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and healed how many? Listen, if God will heal all then, and will not heal God all today, then he is God of yesterday, not today. I know you all don't like that. Stop, pastor, don't even go there. I like that. He is the same God of yesterday. If he did it yesterday, he'll do it today. And he'll do it tomorrow. He'll continue to do it. He is the same Jesus. You know, God lives outside time. You know how the earth is revolving, rotating. God lives outside of it. He has no day, no night. He's above all of that. He can make you well. What kind of thing do you think you get? That God has to, let me think about this. This is kind of hard. What? What? He heard you. Listen to this scripture. He cast out the spirit with a word and healed all who were sick. He did it then. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. You see, Jesus' healing is done
for the fulfillment of Scripture. That's what he said. He says, I didn't come to destroy the law or the prophets. I came that it might be fulfilled. And Jesus was careful that every Scripture, everything that was written about him is fulfilled. And guess what? There's something about your life that was written about him. He's going to fulfill that today. I don't care what it is. God's going to fulfill that today. Because he's watching over his word to make it good. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. If he has said, he'll do it. If he has spoken, he will make his word good. He will make his word good. He's doing that. So did he do this, that the scripture might be fulfilled in those that lived in Bible days, New Testament time, and now God is forgotten about fulfilling the scripture? He's still doing that today. To fulfill the scripture written by Isaiah the prophet. I don't care what it is. Emotional, relationship, whatever it is. The key issue is sin. That's all God wants. You believe what I have done on the cross for you and reject sin. You believe what I've done for you and turn your back on sin. I'm not going that way anymore. I want Jesus helping me. I want to go the other way. That's the only thing that can hinder your healing. Not believing and accepting this is the way I am. I will always say I'll just keep doing this stuff. Well, if that's where you want to be, God will mess with you. But if you change your mind, I'm going to God. You receive first his righteousness and then he heals you. You're going to be free. You're going to be free. We've got to turn away from what hinders God from getting into our lives. I'm going to close with this because we need to pray. In uh, Jeremiah chapter 32, uh, I believe verse 17, many songs, I used to sing this song a lot. Our Lord God, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power. Our Lord God, Thou hast made the heavens and the earth by the outstretched arm. These old believers are singing. I'm kidding. Say, ah, Lord God, behold! In other words, look! You have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and your outstretched arm. There is nothing too difficult for you. Can we say that? Let's read the scripture together. Our Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and your outstretched arms. There is nothing too difficult for you. Who is saying that? We are saying that to what? To God. But do you really believe it? Then let's say it again. Our Lord God, 
You have, behold, sorry, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and your outstretched hands. There is nothing too difficult for you. Do you believe it? Are you just talking? Do you believe that there's nothing too difficult, nothing too hard for God? Does God have anything, does he have anything to say about this? I'm glad you asked. In verse 27 of the same chapter, God replies. God says, behold, look, I am the Lord. That's what he says. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. That's the God of your flesh. All flesh. The God of all flesh. And God asks, is anything too difficult for me? Oh yes. You see, you don't understand. I had this thing happen to me and it's changed my life. He's so bad. I don't think God can give you something brand new. I heard a testimony of a woman that cut off her womb. She was young and she was just living a crazy life. She didn't want to get pregnant, don't want any child. And then she told the doctor, cut everything out. And they cut everything out. And then she got saved and fell in love with a pastor, a youth pastor. And she knew youth pastors will always want somebody uh, to take over their ministry when, when they always, he's going to have a child, he's going to want a child. And she kept running from this man. And he, she says, I love him so much, but I know I'm not going to be able to give him a child. So this is, gonna, this is not going well. And the minister, preacher said, do you want a child? She says, I want one. He said, okay, let's pray then. What I, no, no, I put it over. He said, God can give you a child. And, and that's the way the minister said, God can give you a child. And she says, really? And he said, you want one? She said, oh yes, I want. And so he laid his hands and prayed. Guess what? She had a baby. True story. I'm not kidding true story. I saw on television when that woman testified with the baby in her hand. They literally cut off a womb. God hasn't looked at that. We have limited the Holy One of Israel because we will not believe. You see, as I'm speaking right now, God's healing you. God's healing you. You have to believe. God's healing you. There's nothing too difficult for God. Let me close with this scripture. At Jeremiah 30, verse 17. Jeremiah 30, verse 17. It says, For I will heal. For I will restore health. You and heal all your wounds, says the Lord. I will restore health. This is God. I will restore health back. God will restore your health. 
and heal all your wounds. He was wounded for our transgressions. You see how scripture? Amazing. They're really amazing. That's why I have confidence God will heal. Has nothing to do with pastor. His word. His integrity. His word. God said, I will restore health to you. Maybe something happened sometime in the past. Now you used to be strong and healthy. You carried yourself well. And now Satan is coming. coming. Now your health is going down. Things and everything seems to have changed. Now you got no hope. God says, I will restore health to you. And heal you from all of your wounds. All of them. Is anything too hard for God? Is there anything too hard for Him? We limit Him with our minds. Jesus said, if you can only believe, all things are possible to Him. Amen. Amen. Give Him a clap offering His help. All things. So get ready to get well. Amen. Get yourself ready. Dr. Jesus is here in the house. Amen. (laughs) Dr. Jesus, he's right here. He's walking among you right now. He's checking your body. He doesn't need to scan his eyes. He sees everything. He wants to heal you. Get ready to get well. Amen. Amen. It's time to practice <laughs> medicine, right? No, Jesus, Dr. Jesus, amen? Stand up, stand up, stand up. If you're sick and need heal, you need healing, why don't you come up? Come up, come up, come up. <coughs> Today is your day. Today is your day. You see, the word has already healed you. I know that without the doubt. Today is your day. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Is anything too hard? God. Amen. Nothing. Nothing. We got nothing to prove. He's here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 